Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com. Here is Jennifer Duplessis. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis, and I'm so thankful that you came back again today um, to hear some more about how you can improve your business as a loan officer in today's market. So today, I would love to introduce to you um, a friend of mine by the name of Talmar Anderson, and she is the owner of Talmar It Up. She is the founder... um, of this wonderful company that focuses on uh, small businesses and loan officers and salespeople alike on advising them how to create teams and create growth in their business. And since this is something that we have been talking about for some time about team building and, and getting an assistant and, you know, whether you're new in the business or you're at that pinnacle point where you're trying to Um, grow your business and you're at that glass ceiling and you need an assistant, this is exactly where Talmar comes in because she can help guide us um, to making that decision and figuring out what that trigger is. So Talmar, I'd love to welcome you to the um, podcast and thank you so much for taking time today to meet with us. Thank you, Jen. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I appreciate uh, sharing this time with you. Well, great. Well, so let's get started with you telling us a little bit about you and um, your company and how you uh, started your company. I have found that I find positions of the business management point person for a lot of different industries. I focused in law firms and I did retail companies, but I've always been in charge of setting up systems, process, and the HR management side. And as I was going through life doing this for other individuals, I saw there was a real need for someone that could be out there and work one-on-one with people when they were trying to understand how to build the teams. There's no real how to do this stuff without getting a big fancy degree. So I try to work with people, giving them very specific and direct answers on how to build teams, how to create process, how to know that they're going to really be able to be successful by saving some time and building efficiencies. Excellent. So that said then, what what's the best advice you could give someone who's getting ready or thinking about hiring an assistant? Well, it seems to be a really difficult decision point for everybody because at the end of the day, if you're financially responsible for covering that assistance expense, there's a real decision point. At what point is it worth it for you to invest in something like that? And and you just have to approach it as such. You have to really look at how you construct your day and how it will best save you money. And the way we would do that would be to look at seriously 
each day how much time you spend on everything from your social media to your documentation to your sales call to scheduling your appointments whatever the issues are how do you really construct your day what pieces could be handed off and how many hours would that free you up to be making more money Yep, absolutely. And one thing that um, my subscribers hear all the time from me is something I call time blocking. <laughs> um, and the finder, minder, and grinder in your business is knowing, yeah. are you the finder, are you the minder, or are you the grinder? And, and for a lot of loan officers who don't have an assistant um, getting started or a team, they're all of those pieces. Yeah. And what the objection I hear from a lot of loan officers in hiring an assistant is that, um, and I think it's twofold, and maybe you can um, elaborate or confirm my, my thoughts on this, is that, you know, it's just easier, I can just do it myself. Uh, but it's you not know. profitable. Right. But <laughs> the other side of it is by the time I show them, I could already be selling. And I think that stems from a lack of um, one, like you had just mentioned, about knowing exactly what your tasks are and what could be delegated. But more importantly is a lack of systems in being able to quickly um, be able to uh, – show someone or have an operations man manual to be able to show someone exactly what their tasks might be. And I think that's where that time management comes in. So could you maybe elaborate on some of those struggles that people have? Absolutely. And you, you have segmented it perfectly. It is definitely two different pieces. So I'll talk about each one first. I'll okay. talk about the systems first, believe it or not, because um, I can really elaborate on the on this the first piece that you mentioned. But as far as systems, it, taking the time to write down how you want things done uh, is a an investment of your energy. And I think that it's the oh, I don't want to write it. I don't want to right. It's, it takes so much time and it's so much work and when I don't want to do it. It's just easier if I do it myself. And you know what? It is easier if you have to do it once. But if you're doing it over and over and over again, if there's any repeatable process, then this is the thing that you need to be writing down. Whether it's in your genius spot and you're, it really is a thing that makes you the most money, if it's a repeatable process and you ever think you're going to scale your position or your company, you need to be able to document that so someone can come in and support you when you continue to grow, right? And yeah, so, that's excellent. So recognizing that something is done more than once in a certain way suggests that it is something that could be documented. Right. So a system doesn't have to be um, something super fancy and drawn out. You don't need a 100-page manual. But if you know that you want your phones answered a certain way every single time, that can be documented. I want you to say the name of the company. I want you to say my name. I want you to ask how you can help. I want you to say our tagline. You know, if there's anything that can be written down to create a process, then, then you're always going to benefit. And the more we can write it down, the less likely we are to have to repeat ourselves, what, which creates that frustrating situation when you're with a first hire or just learning how to manage people. Right company. Right. So so creating systems is helpful on so many levels and it really just comes down to recognizing the the fact that something is happening again and again and writing it down so that we can communicate it more easily and more quickly. So then we lead to the but I can do it faster myself. And you can. But you know what? I can cook dinner faster at my house than going out to dinner. 
But you know what else I have to do? I have to stand at the stove. I have to wash the dishes. I have to make sure I've gone to the market to have all the things that we need. So while doing and performing that thing might be faster, I still want to pay somebody to cook for me once in a while. And so I go out and eat dinner. It's okay to acknowledge that somebody else can do what you can do. And so, so the one thing is acknowledging that you are not the only person that can do what you're doing. God bless us all. I promise somebody can do what I do as well, probably better in every aspect of my business. And that is true of everybody in everybody's business. And um, that's a hard concept to get past that somebody could do it as well or better. But more to the point, when it comes to answering your phone, why do they have to do it as well or better? If it's pleasant and the clients like it, then we need a good enough standard. And even if it took them a minute and a half to have a conversation that would take you 30 seconds, it's still 30 seconds you have on your calendar that you didn't have before. Yeah, oh, I agree. So there's there's benefit in really recognizing that because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Right. Well, you know, and I'm always encouraging people to get out of their own way. (laughs) Um, And, you know, what happens is you're growing your practice, and particularly as loan officers, you know, it's all about our relationship with our referral partners and our realtors and whatnot and our clients. And we feel that they want me. They just want me. And so we're afraid to let go. But you know what I've learned is that they're not getting the best me when I'm sitting with them and I'm worried about an email and I'm worried about a pay stub coming in and I'm worried about having to do an analysis. And so I, I learned over time that when I explained that to my client that you get the best of me when someone else is doing the other things while I'm meeting with you. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And, and it really goes back to setting the expectation when you're meeting with that client of what to, who's going to handle what. And so if you constantly sell me, you can sit with me and you can have my time and my energy, then that can really limit. If you say my team and I will be there for you 100% of the way or my company and I are going to be there for you 100% of the way and you start really shifting your mind to the idea that you have a business in and of and outside of you, a personality or the personalities in your company, then you can really set an expectation for success with your clients because now they recognize they're hiring your company and not you. And, and that so takes when, some pressure off you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It takes yeah. huge Of pressure. having to be at the everybody, the everything. Yeah. yeah. And so you still get to be the person that gives them the love and energy and whatever your special part that you're great at delivering on is. But you also recognize that, you know what, I am not great at doing that follow-up call after you know, the initial meeting. So I'm going to hand it off to my wonderful assistant who is personality in a bag and she is going to wow the heck out of them. And they're going to go, oh my gosh, I love Jen and her team because you really got to find the right people to do the pieces that you could do, but they can really help you out with. Right. I agree. Well, thank you. Okay. So we now know, you know, we need to delegate some of the activities and and I love the genius spot where you know we delegate outside of what we're the genius at what give us a tip or a trick on finding a great assistant well again this is probably the thing that 
limits finding a great assistant is doing your homework is you have to sit down with yourself and really take the time to understand how you're spending your time and you can't use words like i think it's about 20 percent of my time and you can't say something like well i think i'm a i'm about using these things those are words that suggest you haven't done your homework so stop it stop wasting your time you're not going to hire the right person i promise because you have unrealistic expectations you need to really understand minute for minute in a business week or a business month what you spend your time on because then you can quantify that and you will know okay if i outsource all of my follow-up calls after i'm out at a networking event that will save me five hours a month well now what can i produce in five hours if i could get rid of those five hours of my time i could pay somebody an assistant rate i can create more profit in that five hours by focusing my attention to the closing side or being at those networking events or, you know, doing the special genius spot that you have in, in your industry. So recognizing what you really can outsource and, and how that will save you fundamental, fundamental quantifiable time will really help you get to that decision point and make sure you're hiring somebody for the right things. Because now you'll say, okay, well, I need somebody that's going to be great on the phones. If I know I'm outsourcing the follow-up calls, I can't hire a checklist person who's a bookkeeper and likes to just do the paperwork side. And I need someone that's going to be personality, a good listener. I mean, that's a different skill set than somebody right. that's going to help you process your, your loan documentation or your paperwork. Can you find somebody that'll do both? But truthfully, they're different people. And if you recognize that and outsource that stuff correctly through the right hiring, um, and deciding where to spend your time and where to focus the assistant, you're going to have a better chance at success. Yeah, and we talk. I talk about that quite a bit with um, you know in my speaking that I'm that I do um, in talking to loan officers is that you know for example my my uh, minder is somebody who's a checklist person who's really good. Yeah. In fact, he's he's really best when I give him more and yeah. you know instead of instead of coming out of my office and looking and saying who has a minute I'd rather give him something because I know he does better with when he's under pressure at getting those checklists oh, yeah. done versus my marketing person who is the person who puts my packages together and helps me tweak my presentations that person um, I've brought in who is a um, stay-at-home mom and from 10 to 2, she shuffles her children off to work. Perfect. And from 10 to 2, she comes in. She doesn't really want to talk with people. She just wants to get the work done. And, you know, she kind of wants to be left alone. And I, and I can rely on her. She's very um, – she's someone I can count on. And I found that having two of them at – you know, a, a price of X amount of dollars per hour is much better than having one who doesn't get it all done and draws it out. And then who's working for whom? Yeah, because now I'm, I'm coming in and picking up the pieces. Yeah, sing it. That is, and that is something that uh, I think is probably the most common first hire mistake of individuals is they say, you know what, I, I want to get rid of all of my social media present time that I have to spend mm. promoting mm. my industry and my business. And I also would really like someone to do my receipts. Those are two yeah. different brains, right? Yeah, they now, are. The is going to be hugely successful, which is all we would want to hire, right? We want to right. hire brilliant people that like what they're doing. 
Either you're going to hire a bookkeeper who's going to be like, oh, I don't know what to say on social media. And I just get, it's just not my thing. And then you're, or you're going to hire the social media person that's going to have all this creativity and weight with words and really being able to connect with individuals, having a hard time focusing on checking off all the receipts that need to be entered in a specific detail oriented way. So rather than lump it all together, do exactly as you're talking about, Jen, let's find two different individuals, maybe hire them for a smaller amount of time and give them an opportunity for success by only fitting them in the tasks that they will be successful right. at. Right. Well, and also, so how do you, how do you feel? This brings up a really good question is that, you know, um, it's funny with loan officers is that uh, we're all worried about the cost and all that, but you know the yeah. bottom line is that loan officers make a very good living, and um, but we we just think that because our income goes up and down that we're not going to be able to support this person. And I think where it fa where everyone fails is that if you're going to hire an assistant for you know thirty or thirty five thousand dollars a year, you're not spending thirty or thirty five thousand today. You're spending it in small chunks, and as long as you're focusing your activities at the same time that they're working on creating and generating business um, you know it's going to it's going to be a, um, a success for you but if someone were looking at this and saying yes I want to jump in but I'm afraid to jump in with both feet and I want to share an assistant with another loan officer in the office and this happens a lot in our industry and it's very successful for a lot of people and then becomes not so successful what are some of the things that that you, or that some advice that you could give the loan officers in selecting and making sure that they're they're not uh, walking on top of each other and one's expecting something done over another. What are what are some suggestions that you could give to loan officers if they were looking to share an assistant? You know, that's a really great question because that is a common theme um, from individuals that are going into their first assistant. They they can see the value in it, but they feel like they can't quite commit to a full time person. Right. Um, I, I have to tell you, it makes me nervous. <laughs> it certainly can be successful, mm -hmm. but at some point, one person will have a demand above and beyond another. So um, it has to be very crystal clear, laid out on how the expectations of time and energy will be spent. And it sounds nice to say, oh, well, of course, Jen, you need the assistant today. You've got a big <laughs> Go ahead and take her for this afternoon, even though it's my scheduled time. Right. Um, and and the problem with that is that niceness of, oh, don't worry about it this time. It's it's going to snowball and it will confuse the assistant. It really has Two to messages, have clear, yeah. Yeah, clear time and energy because at some point down the line, the assistant's going to think it's okay to help Jen instead of Talmar. And Talmar's going to be like, hey, but this is my time. Three to five is when you're supposed to be working on my callbacks or whatever the issue is. And it, it can really create chaos. And again, then you've got a bad working environment for the assistant because mommy and daddy are fighting. And <laughs> yeah. worse yet, they might actually like one of us better. And right. so they're trying really hard not to be favorites. And um, I don't love the idea. It, it can be done, but I, I, I think that if you're going to do it, you have to stick to a very strict time frame. It can't be a melding of two worlds very successfully. Um, if it is, usually one actually has more time and energy of the assistant 
and the other person utilizes them maybe more like a 25 30 percent of time and those can those i think are more successful than the people trying to really get that 50 50 split right and it's funny because if you're going to have them 50 50 then why not just hire a part-time assistant <laughs> and instead I feel, of a full I feel like that's easier yeah. especially you know in a working environment where you're all in the same space I mean, the assistant at some point is going to come to Jen and say, Jen, what do I work on first? And you're going to say, well, I really need my thing. And then she's going to come to me and she's going to say, Talmar, what do I work on first? And I'm going to say, well, you really need to work on me. And she's got to say to both of us, you guys need to duke it out because I I have what I have. Right, right. (laughs) Which is why I've never, I've never shared an assistant. I've just preferred to say, you know what, I'll have, I have a full-time assistant and then my marketing person is part-time. Yes. I need yeah. them when I need them because ultimately if you're sharing an assistant and all you're getting is 20 or 30%, then why not just hire someone for 20 or 30% of the time anyway? And that, well, that's it's interesting because, because what I'm finding more and more as people are looking for that first assistant or for assistants in general um, is that they're really looking for someone to lean on heavily for the marketing side because yeah. so much of business in every industry has really said that you personally have to be in touch with your marketing to make and affect this change on a regular basis. So it's such a management side of it um, that I think that we've confused assistants with marketing people. And there are a lot of great outsourcing opportunities where you can do small assignments of five, 10, 20 hours a month with great companies that are specific for SEO or social media or blog content generation, why not find a professional, something that might have taken you five hours a month, well, it might only take them two hours. So even though you're paying an outsourced company, it's a professional that knows what they're doing and and it's okay. Let them do their genius and you've got five hours off your calendar now that you can focus on your genius. Right, right. So now speaking of that, what are some of the companies that you've recommended in the past? I've, um, well, here, let me just say I've recommended Fiverr, whom I use. Um, And actually you and I both use together the same person. Um, And um, Odesk has been great for me as well for certain things but who are some of the companies that you recommend for some outsourcing to do some of the the more um, you know not tangible um, items in an office but really are outsourcing well you know I I hesitate to to give a lot of specific names but I will tell you that in your area wherever you are there are people that are have a great reputation and are successful in, in helping to generate what your specific need is. And, I, and the reason I say that is while there are great, and I do mean great, um, marketing strategy, giant service companies, I find that there's also some really great small businesses that focus individually on what you need. So I don't wanna say an SEO company name when you really need to be working with somebody that's a website person or a blog content developer. And so certainly reach out to me if you're looking for recommendations. I'll be happy to let anybody know. You can email me, contact me at my website, however you prefer. But I, I really think that it's a personal situation and what your need is. So, so be picky. Also, don't hire an SEO person if you need social media. Those are two different things, right? SEO is search engine optimization. That's getting your name on the first rankings when people do internet searches. And that team and that business 
might be not so strong at using Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, wherever your clients are. And you need to really make sure you're hiring the right people for the right thing, not just because they say they're marketing. Right. Um, so thanks for corralling me back into there to that specificness. That's really important <laughs> to be able to do. And you're right, because I do have a local um, uh, admin assistant you know, or virtual assistant who works on my branding. And mm -hmm. so that is completely different. So let me move on to some another kind of quick thing here away from the assistant. But, you know, in, in part of what your business um, focuses on, you know, on using energy and enthusiasm to create the clarity and the specific actions for business growth, what's the one big shift that a loan officer um, could make to allow for some real, real growth in their business? Well, I think that we touched on it a little bit and, and, and the big shift, whether it's for your company, yourself in an industry or, or any kind of growth in, in your professional sphere, I really truly believe that recognizing that what your business and your industry needs for success is oftentimes a conflict at what you need for personal success. Uh -huh. And if you can really get your mind shift around the idea of what does my business need for success um, outside of you making enough money to pay your mortgage or go on uh -huh. your vacation or health insurance or an assistant, it's not about what cash flow you personally need or the award you personally want to win. For my business to be successful, I need to have a person in a documentation role that really is great with details. And for my business to be successful, I need a social media presence that is constant and current and relevant. So I know that I need that. And my business needs a person out there networking and being present. And my business needs somebody delivering on, meeting with clients. So really recognizing what the, the company and your role and your team needs to be successful, defining it outside of the personality. So it's not so much Jen's role as this and Talmar's role as that. It's now about, okay, the sales role is this and the operational or office manager or assistant's role is this and the marketing person is this. We need to really define what the business needs for success and hire accordingly and that will really shift uh, to teams that are supportive and understand their roles and really get you guys in this real cohesive situation for just really moving forward and growing and in progress. And it's very exciting when everybody knows their part and it's not so much well, but Talmar always does that. It's a very understood, okay, this is a accounting procedure. We need a bookkeeper accounting type here. That I hear you. Okay. I hear you. Yeah, that's and that's really key. That really is key because I, I hear the opposing part of that with everyone. And again, this gets back to me, me, me. <laughs> you know, I do this yeah. and I, yeah, and those and those types of things. Okay, so um, let's kind of kind of wrapping up here a little bit because I, I really want everyone to, you know, hear and, and think through this and, you know, kind of take it all in and, and think through um, – you know, some of the thoughts that you had. And I, I was just uh, looking up a, uh, a quote by uh, Les Brown. And I just want to share that with everybody because it really resonates with what you had to say. And that, and that is this, um, if you do what is easy, your life is going to be hard. Mm 
if you do what is hard, your life is going to be easy. Oh, and, I love it. And what's hard is sitting down and really carving this out. But but taking the time to do it will ultimately make your life much easier. Or hey, you can do it. You can do it the hard way by doing nothing easy up front. And so um, I really, really like that that quote. And um, so that brings me to what um, you were talking about before and what we're going to provide for our subscribers. And that's, um, um, I, I will provide up on the show notes your the link to your website, which is Talmar It Up. And um, for those listening, if you want to just go right away, it's T-A-L-M-A-R It Up. Dot com, and you can join Talmar's mailing list so that you can keep up with all of the um, tips and tricks that she's, you know, learning and sharing with everyone on a regular basis. So tell us a little bit about some some of the things that we would see on your mailing list that would help us with our business. Well, um, thank you for mentioning all of that. My website and my mailing list. I would love to have more people uh, following it because I really. My whole mission is to make sure that people find the specific and direct answers to make it easier. So I love the quote because I don't think it has to be hard. We just need to recognize we need help and look for the answers in the right place. So I try to provide answers through, I have a consistent blog that I send out regularly that has a lot of management and operational oversight uh, suggestions and insights. I also have a podcast myself that I'm launching here in about two weeks. It's called The Business Side of Business. It'll be coming out very soon. I would love for you guys to, if you find it's relevant, uh, subscribe and start looking for that. Additionally, I have um, a book that's coming out that's about hiring and organizational structure and really how to create job descriptions and task assignments and how to really break it all down so that people can have a chance for success. It's about getting that mindset outside of themselves and the personalities. Excellent. Excellent. So now when is the book going to come out? <laughs> yeah. In the next few months. Let's say uh, the middle of 2015. Okay. Know. All right. Just- that way, so when anybody's listening to this a couple of years from now, they'll know to yeah, go. But exactly. I'm sure, yeah, all you have to do is do a search on Talmar, Talmar Anderson and um, her book at some point in time, and you'll be able to and see what that's And it'll up for sure. It'll yeah. be on the way. Yeah. And then, um, so one of the other things too, so for, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a loan officer and you think that Talmar, Talmar might be helpful for your, um, for your team or for you personally, or even more importantly for your entire company, if you're an owner of a company or if you're a loan officer and you feel that, um, this is, that Talmar could come in and help your company help, all of you be more successful um, in all of your tasks that are assigned as well, then that's something that um, Talmar does um, in addition. She's not just about the individual salesperson or the individual business owner, but, you know, big companies and corporations. That's where her experience really came from was being in the corporate world and coming in. And um, as you and I were talking about when we first met about the, uh, you know, Saturday Night Live guy who said, fix it. Um, so she comes in and she fixes it. Um, so if you need some fixing, uh, she is excellent at doing that, both on the you know the personal level all the way up to the corporate environment. And so um, I encourage you to you know really look into what she has um, to offer and, and see if it can help your business. So before we go, um, Telmar, uh, you know that I'm an avid reader. 
and I would love to hear about a book that you're one, one if, you know, I know many of us read several books at one time, but what are you currently reading that you like and what do you like about the book that you're, that you're reading? Well, my, uh, my book that I'm very excited about reading right now is a book called Blue Mind by Wallace Nichols. Okay. And um, interestingly enough, I went on a vacation recently and um, it was a cruise. And so I was out on the ocean and I thought, you know, more than just going to the beach, being on the water really affected me. I mean, I, the relaxation, the focus, the contentment the happiness factor was really there and I noticed it more than any other time. I'd been on cruises before, but, and I knew water was something I was attracted to, but this book is about the science that shows that really being around just even near in it or out of it or water so affects our contentment and our happiness. And there's a neuroscience behind it. There is. It is so fascinating. So I love this book. I think it's great. Um, and you know, I'm a pretty happy, positive person, but I really am fascinated by understanding if they can find that science link behind it and, and how it can really calm and create a contentment factor outside of, you know, a glass of wine, (laughs) (laughs) which we all love. We all love actually. Um, yeah. And so I will post that the link to that book, um, you know, on the episode notes, but you know, that brings up a really good point because there is another book that I read, um, not too, well, maybe two years ago and I'll have to think, I'll have to find it, but I will post this up there as well. Um, talking about the science behind it, because what we have to remember is that our bodies are primarily water and, um, the science behind this was actually having a glass of water and and the acidicness that affects water when you talk negatively to a glass of water you're going to die yes. with this or when you're around a glass of water that talks positive and of course it reminds me of ghostbusters when they were yelling at that you know <laughs> um, toaster and stuff but it really is like that and there is a scientist in um uh, someplace in the Orient who went through a whole process about this and very, very, very interesting um, how our own self-talk, how yeah. we surround ourselves with because we are made up of water, how can how it can affect us. So I'm going to share that one as well because then we can see too. But thank you so much for sharing. Fantastic for sharing that. So um, I, I want to ask you what you would like uh, to leave with us. What is what? Give us something that you'd like to leave with us as we um, close up our show today. Well, okay. If we're going to, if we're talking about hiring and getting to that assistant side and really doing the homework of understanding what we need to hire for to alleviate some of our, our time and stress, um, let's assume that we've done that all successfully. The key, the key to a good hire after you've gone through the process and you're starting to train them is to actually let them do it. A good assistant has to be allowed to do what you've hired them for. And sometimes, you know, we're not as honest about what we can let go of. So in successful hiring is acknowledging what you will let go of, not just what you want to let go of. And then giving that person the power to do it without you. Um, It's a hard piece. Yeah. Yep. Thank you very much. That's really, really important because we always blame them and, you know, they weren't good, but it was probably us. (laughs) <laughs> it was probably us. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Talmar, for, for joining us today. And to uh, my listeners, I just want to let you know I'll have all of the our show notes up, up at um, 
kineticsparkconsulting.com and you can get all the show notes there. You can get all the links to Talmar's website and um, to the book that she recommended and then I'll throw up there, you know, to recommend as well. And just a reminder, please head on over to iTunes so that, um, and write a review, give us some feedback and if you have questions specifically for Talmar, I'm happy to um, help you connect with her as well. And thank you again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Mastery of Mortgage Lending. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates, transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.